It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season four, Punk Rock Reflection. I'm going for a walk. What's up, Punk Rock Classrooms Podcast? It's Josh Buckley with my Punk Rock Reflection coming at you. And uh, I really want to talk about this year. I've been using my Punk Rock Reflection to kind of look at my first year as an assistant principal. Uh, If you know me, I I was a classroom teacher before this. I was a Title I specialist. I was a, a union president in my district. And this is my first year serving as an assistant principal at two elementary schools. And really, this is this this punk rock reflection this year has been about me looking back on it and kind of talking about my struggles, my successes, what's going right, what what's going on, all those things. And so today I've got two things that I want to talk about. The, the, the two things I really want to talk about is kind of realizing over and over again that I can't do it all. Right. And the other thing I want to end with is like an update of where I'm at in the interview process. You know, Mike and I had talked about it before briefly uh, on another episode. And then uh, we did our episode where we shared interviews and transition talk. And, you know, I'm in the process of interviewing for uh, principal positions. And so I, I wanted to just share all of that. Uh, on today's podcast. So let's just start first and foremost with this idea that, you know, you can't do it all. If there's something that I'm struggling with this year, but I'm also seeing kind of like the benefits of learning that you can't do it all um, kind of take place this year. So, you know, first and foremost, uh, I'm in an interesting position in my district. Our assistant principals at the elementary are split between two campuses. So uh, campus gets half of me. Um, and not 100% of my time. So that in and of itself is a little hard uh, as someone who wants to be able to do and understand and learn and, and find out and be a part of the conversations on both campuses. It's really hard to do that when I'm only there half time. And that, that's been a struggle for me this year um, to kind of like know that, nope, you kind of got to let that thing go. You're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be in on that because you're just not there all the time. Um, what that's kind of driving me at though is like I'm I'm a problem solver by nature and I think that's just what happens as classroom teachers right you solve a million things every day in the classroom whether that's you know helping students understand something technology not working um, a kid needs whatever support they need you're figuring those things out over and over and over again all day so I think we're problem solvers by nature and then moving into the role of an administrator I find myself doing you know, that same thing, right? I want to be a problem solver. I want to fix this. I want to do that. I want to change this. I want to make this better. All of those things. But it's been a struggle knowing that I'm, I, I'm one, I'm not the principal, right? So anything that I kind of want to do, I got to make sure that everybody's on board with it. I've got to talk to my administrator about it, talk to my boss about it, my principal about it and go like, Hey, what do you think about this idea? Um, and then also just, just the plain fact that, you know, you can't do it all by yourself. 
And you got to know your limits and you got to know the speed of change. And one thing that, you know, has been hammered the last couple of years and a lot of like leadership stuff I've done at district level is we talk about Cotter and um, the idea like, you know, the, the, the change model, like what does that look like? How do you create change um, and how do we create change at a school or how do you change something at schools? And, and, and as someone who just wants to go do and fix and make, that can be tough if you want to make sure that you have people coming along with you, right? And, and Mike and I talk all the time about this idea of, you know, punk rock classrooms, punk rock leadership. That's that's really what our, you know, that's what this show is all about. And I got to remember to take my own advice sometimes, right? And that can be hard um, because, you know, in that sort of DIY mentality that is punk rock. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to take this. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to make it happen. But I have to remember that scene that that Mike and, all, and I always talk about, that it's do it yourself, but do it yourself as a community, right? That community aspect of, of being in it together and everybody being a part of the show and everybody having a, a, a piece of the scene to be a part of is something that I have to continually remember. And that's been something that I've been working on this year. Um, on one of my campuses, we're moving towards PBIS, right? We're, we're implementing PBIS on campus. We see some issues with um, discipline. We see some issues with, you know, um, not treating negative student behavior, you know, equally um, from classroom to classroom, from student to student, how we're, how we're handling those things, how we're recognizing positive behavior is, is something that we, we're really, we, we see that we need to work on. And it has been my role this year to start the planning process of that. We see the need for it, but just like anything, you know, we, we talked really long and hard about PBIS with our, with our district leadership, the person who's in charge of that district wide about, you know, we always talk about in education, we, this idea that we're building the plane as we're flying it. We all, we love that analogy, right? Well, I don't know, man, we're just building the plane as we go. Um, and, and, you know, our person over behavior across the district, um, really said like, we got to stop thinking that way. We got to build the plane first and then we can fly it. And if we need to land it and adjust it, then we land it and adjust it. But what we don't want to do is, is be up in the air trying to build this plane and then come crashing down and have it not actually fly. And that's, you know, takes a couple different things. And so really this year has been about understanding that I see this, this, this concern that teachers have that, you know, we see as, as an administrative team that, you know, we have some behaviors on campus we need to we need to work with we need to make sure that we're recognizing student positive behavior we want to make sure that classrooms are you know handling students in a similar way across the grain one one that treats students um, fairly and equitably uh, and we don't we don't want that to go wrong and so we started this process really bringing in that team and that's been something for me that I go like, okay, I want to like, let's get this going. Let's get this going. But understanding that we have to build it first, understanding that that change isn't instant. And if we want change to last and we want change to mean something, you have to have that team of people bought in. It has to be this group idea. And it's something that Mike and I talk about all the time. But, you know, you talk about it and then it hits you in the face and you go like, oh, yeah, that that is what I believe in. I got to make that happen. 
I've got to do it that way. I've got to see it through that way. And that's what we're working on right now is as a team of us building this system, putting it together together, um, putting it together together uh, and, you know, really figuring out what are our needs. You know, we're survey we surveyed our um, our campus. We're going to survey our campus and see, you know, what are the high needs areas? How do they feel about the way we handle discipline? That way we can really take a look at and make sure we're targeting all the right things in this, in this PBIS rollout and make sure we're doing it right and supporting students and, and all of those things in this process. And I think we're doing the right thing. And it is, not as fast as I think sometimes we want change to take place. And it's not as, you know, um, it's not as smooth as maybe we always want it to be. But I know that in the long run, building that community of people together to handle it will be the right way, right? Asking for input from our entire staff, getting this core team of folks that represent, you know, our my intermediate grades and my primary ba- grades and my classified staff, you know, all in on this so that we can make sure that we're doing the right thing, um, that we are going to support students and that across the board, we see the importance in this is, is really what we're working on. And so as we're doing that, as we're making our way through all of this, I have to remember that I can't do it all. And that's tough sometimes, right? Like you want to solve the problem, but I'm working on making sure that I'm solving it with my team. And that way, as as colleagues across our campus, we can make sure we're supporting kids. So keep in my mind on the idea of like DIY is let's do it as a scene, not do it myself. Let's do it collectively as a community. And that's really where my mind has to be at right now. And that's one of the things that I'm dealing with right now as an, as an assistant principal. So a little more reflection before I wrap up the episode and talk about, let's change directions really quick. I had mentioned before um, that I am looking for uh, building principalship. Um, I've been in a leadership role uh, district-wide as a union president before, um, supporting teachers across the across the district, um, being in lots of meetings about district things and human resources and, and, and curriculum and all those things. And now spending the last two years as um, one, as a Title I specialist, really in that sort of quasi-administrator role on my campus. And then this year as an assistant principal, um, you know, my principal and I had some discussions and she's like, I think you're ready. I think you're ready to go for it. In my district, we really talk about the idea of like, for a long time, it was if you're an elementary assistant principal, that's like a three-year thing. I'm in a district with 50 some elementary schools. So there's always... The idea is that we create leaders at the elementary level, we train them as assistant principals, and then and then hopefully we have a place for them to be successful as as a principal. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is I'm I'm in that process. Um, I applied for a couple schools. Um, I was a finalist. I met with my superintendent, had a really great conversation, um, but ultimately I I wasn't chosen for those two schools. And you know it's it's the waiting now. Um, I know that there are more schools opening up. I was told you know keep applying for for our open positions you know the the right fit will come up and that's where I'm at right now is this process and you know there are two more schools that opened up in my district and two more places that I just applied for that I'm hoping you know after spring break which I'm on right now uh I'll hear 
you know, and be invited for the, uh, I'm, I'm in the pool for those interviews already. Um, so I'm hoping I'm, I'm invited to interview for those schools. And then I know that there will probably be some more positions opening up. And I, I just am in this waiting period. And for me, it's been, this is a third year in a row of kind of waiting to see what's next for me as I stepped out of the classroom and waiting to see, you know, was I going to go the AP route right away? Or was I going to try for this, you know, this title one position to help me learn elementary a little bit more, help me learn the administrative role um, at the elementary level a little more. Um, And so I waited and I did that and I got that. And then I waited again and said, okay, is this position going to open up, this assistant principal position going to open up for me that I can jump into and then I can tackle and take on? And that was the waiting game as I waited for that to open up and and all of those things. And now, once again, the waiting game. And I know it's my own, it's my own doing. And I'm Super excited for what comes next uh, for me as an educator, as a school leader, um, as someone who knows and and believes ultimately that that my role on a campus is to support um, the educators across the spectrum on my campuses, whether you're the, you know, you're in our cafeteria, you're one of our instructional aides, you're one of our playground aides, you're a classroom teacher, my psychologist, my counselor, all of those folks. Um, that I'm there to support all of them so they can support kids in a leadership role. So I'm super excited for what comes next. Uh, and now it's just waiting. And that's where I'm at. So that's my update. That's my reflection this week, guys. Um, but it wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if I didn't talk to you about what I'm listening to. So you know me. I'm I'm always curating my next list. And if you're like, oh, man, what's Josh listening to this year? You can. Uh, I always I post it every once in a while over on my Instagram or over on my um, over on my Twitter. Uh, and I'll make sure I post it this week. So if you follow me on either of those, you'll be able to see what I've been listening to. Um, but an album that came out this week that is that are not this week that recently that came out that I've been all over is this EP by Twin Stacks. Um, it is four songs. Um, it is their sort of like 2023, um, you know, demo. It literally is called The First Four is the name of the EP um, by the band Twin Stacks. Four songs of like kind of post-hardcore goodness. I'm really digging it. You should go check it out. Uh, that's what I'm listening to. I mean, it's only four songs and I've listened to it several times over and over and over again. That's been a really good one. Uh, and then I guess if I can give one more recommendation, uh, the new MS Paint album came out and it is fantastic. Uh, again, sort of like dark keyboardy post hardcore, I guess. I don't know how to put it, but that's, that's really what I've been listening to. So folks, thanks so much for tuning in. You can follow the show over at punk, at punk classrooms at punk classrooms. Wow. I butchered this. So I'm going to try one more time. You ready? You can follow the show uh, on social media. It's the same handle on both Instagram and Twitter at punk classrooms. You can follow me on both of those at Josh R Buckley, and you can follow my awesome co-host at Mike our Earnshaw on both of those. So, so check us out, send us a message. We'd love to chat. We'd love to know what's going on. I know we took a break last week. That's all my fault. So thank you for coming back and tuning in. Uh, and you know, you can find all the episodes on the website or on your favorite podcast app, punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, check it out. And you know what? We'll see you at the show. I'm going for a walk. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts 
at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.